The Scream Kings are in no way responsible for any encounters with the paranormal, extraterrestrial abductions, eldritch insanity, hauntings, curses, hexes, demonic possessions, cryptozoological sightings, or any loss of sleep that results from listening to this podcast. I'm Max George, and unfortunately, Nathaniel Darkish is offline today. Um, as we all know, he is a high school teacher, and school week is starting, and he is just swamped, the poor guy. However, I have a very, very, very special guest on that we are so excited to have on the Scream Kings podcast. Um, I'd like to introduce everyone to the weird side of TikTok. Um, everyone, give a spooky hello to Magda. Uh, you can find her at uh, Jasbeth Martini on TikTok. Uh, she is out in Washington, and she has some fun, scary stories to tell us today. Hello, Magda. How are you? Hi, Max. I'm very good. Very happy to be here and share this with you guys. <laughs> we are just delighted to have you. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know yet, uh, Scream Kings recently joined the amazing app that is the TikTok. I believe Nathaniel will make fun of me for calling it <laughs> the TikTok because I'm old. Um, but Perfectly fine. <laughs> Magda and I actually connected on TikTok. You're our first ever guest who really we found through TikTok and your enthusiasm for the show. You're such a wonderful fan. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, thank you for having me. I am definitely like honored to be here. <laughs> All right, so tell us a little bit about who you are, Magda. How how did you get into horror, and and what made you create this awesome TikTok of yours? <laughs> so okay, uh, like Max said, my name is Magda. I got into horror very young, so like nine years old, and I actually, funny enough, I got into horror because of The Exorcist, the movie, the original one. And it was just because the scenes in it, like, I got really scared, but at the same time really intrigued by how they did everything in the movie. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's an amazing horror film. You know, you can't be a horror fan and hate that movie, I feel like. Right. It's just that, that scene with Reagan that when she comes down the stairs, like, backwards. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's classic. Gets me. Yes. And my TikTok, well, I like the supernatural, the unexplained. Um, I'm Norse pagan myself, so I like all the spiritualism. And I started my TikTok with mermaids because it, it was, it was kind of like trending. And then I was like, I was very a fan of mermaids when I was very little. I was one of those kids that would go on YouTube and just look like, real evidence of mermaids and so that kind of sparked back up as an adult because i'm still very interested in that stuff and since i'm doing spiritualism as well there's just so much out there that people don't know about that i like to explore so that's where the weird side of tiktok came in <laughs> oh that's awesome uh, who introduced you to The Exorcist? Was it just okay. playing casually <laughs> on a, a Monday night? No. Or... <laughs> so, 
funny enough, my very uh, religious Catholic grandma, she had the Nat- movie. Naturally. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, she's very Catholic, but she, she had the movie, and she said, watch it. That, that day that I watched it, I was so petrified, so scared of going to bed that, like, my mind was just, like, that scene of Reagan and... It just, it was embedded in my head. But after that, weirdly enough, I got into horror. From there, I watched, uh, I'm a fan of the Freddy Krueger films, the old, the classics. So good. So yes, good. I love those. And the remake for me, it was okay, but like, really not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> but from there, I watched a lot of like, um, the craft or practical magic. That that sparked my spiritualism journey, witchcraft, and paganism. Even though I was brought up Catholic, I kind of stayed away from that. And revealing your TikTok, you have some really kind of spooky videos that I've seen. One in particular you show, I don't know where you found it, but it's this video of this creature that definitely is very, very terrifying. Just kind of looking back at the camera spookily. Uh, it's it's so good. I, I think you find a lot of spooky videos online and are able to dissect them and talk about them in a very non-biased way. <laughs> I try. Which is so, so hard for people to do when it comes to horror and, right. and the spooky stuff of life. So Yeah, I tried. Um, a lot of it is I just look online. Reddit is a big contributor to things like that. But I try to give the my audience or my viewers a... A decision for themselves whether they believe in like the mermaid humanoids exist or not or whether they believe that ghosts exist or not like i want them to just see the video and then make up their own opinions yeah and i think that's so important for anyone who's listened to our last episode with rachel on where she talked a lot about the hauntings in new orleans yes supernatural and paranormal is so subjective Right. Uh, you know, one person's experience may be able to be disproved, and it also might not be able to be disproved. And just because that exists doesn't mean we should just shut people down for what they believe. Exactly. I, I totally get you on that. I agree. So whenever we have a guest on the show, we love to hear about what is your favorite horror movie and what is the scariest horror movie that you've ever seen. So okay. What would you say, Magda? So for for like for me, scary and like favorite come hand to hand. <laughs> for me, um, honestly, I'm a sucker for demon movies. Like you put uh, a demon in we're, it, we're gonna get along great. <laughs> <laughs> you put a demon in there, I'm watching it. Uh, but <laughs> no doubt, to me, like I've seen so many horror movies. Uh, my husband's actually a collector of movies, so I've seen so many. And to this day, The Exorcist has not been beat by, like, a lot of them. But I do have... The Conjuring, the one and two, did it for me. Mm-hmm. I I would not go... I, I had a two, uh, two-story house, and I would not go downstairs that day that I watched. Because <laughs> the nun, the nun is just, to me, scary. But uh, The Conjuring, one and two, definitely. And then The Exorcist, the Exorcist of Emily Rose. Because it was a case, yeah. and so I looked into it, and it's very interesting. But also, I hear that the original Exorcist um, was actually based on a real-life experience as well. Yeah, um, I've actually been to the house where the supposed exorcist 
events took place. It's out in St. Louis. Oh, really? Um, yeah. It's, How was that? <laughs> you know, it's just a regular house in a regular neighborhood. Uh, the scariest part were probably the people who were inside looking at this creeper in a rental car driving up and down the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I agree with you. I think demonology and demonic movies are some of the scariest out there. Yes. Um, fans of the show know that we love Hereditary, which in oh, my opinion yeah. is one of the most authentic demon movies. Yeah, the, um, I I watched here at that that movie. Sorry, I had a hard time saying it. But so when I was watching it, I I definitely liked it. However, like I I guess for me the horror, the real horror was more towards the end, especially when the mom is possessed. Yeah, yeah, that was to me a, a really really scary part. <laughs> but it's a good one, and I I have heard you guys talk about it, and I definitely agree. <laughs> Well, awesome, Magda. We could definitely talk about all manner of demons. I'll just hop over and get my grimoires and we'll summon something up tonight. Awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, you and I corresponded on TikTok talking about how you have a pretty intense story as well. And yes. The story revolves kind of around your mom. And when you gave me a brief synopsis of what happened, I was just very moved and honestly quite scared. <laughs> So we're excited to have you and kind of allow you to dive in. So without further ado, please tell us what happened to your family and your mom. Of course. So we lived in California uh, back in 2000. And my mom and my aunt, they're also a little bit fans of horror. Uh, they bought a Ouija board. And I, back then they got it like at a hardware store, funny enough. <laughs> And they bought, they brought it home. My grandma and my grandfather also lived with us in that apartment. And so my grandma being very religious, my mom and my aunt sort of played the Ouija board uh, behind her back. So they played it and actually nothing really happened for like when they were playing it in like the first week. But the week after that, my aunt actually started saying that she felt like something was pulling her hair. And one night, uh, she just woke up and, like, screamed and then woke up everybody else. And she, my mom's room was next to my aunt's room. So then, and my room was there as well. So, oh, go ahead. Yes. I, yeah, I just want to ask, when you say that they were playing with the Ouija board, a lot of people interpret that to be a whole you know, gamut of things. Were they trying to contact the dead? <laughs> were they just, you know, putting their fingers on the planchette and seeing yeah. if it would move? Do you know what yeah. they were doing in So, yes, they were just, honestly, they were just thinking, uh, they're not, a, uh, they didn't believe anything would happen. So they put their fingers in the planchette and then they just sort of did the little, like, is anybody here with us and see if it would move. But nothing mm -hmm. happened when they did that. So uh, they just thought, like, well, this is not working. They just put it away. It, so, so nothing happened until nothing the hair happened. pulling started. Wow. Yes. <laughs> nothing happened until the uh, hair pulling started. And then one night, uh, I guess her hair was pulled really hard. She woke up, and then she woke everybody else up. And my grandma came upstairs, and she was like, what's all the fussing? And so at first they told my grandma, Oh, nothing, you know, uh, she just had a nightmare. So my aunt decided that she would sleep in my mom's room, and we just all kind of huddled in my mom's room, too, because we were sort of scared. 
I was nine years old at the time, so I was like, I knew what was going on, but at the same time, I did. I was just like, mm, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> but um, that night we were all falling asleep, and my aunt decided to sleep by the door. Well, she felt that something really got a hold of her hair and just pulled it from under the door. She like got up and screamed, and she said something pulled me, something really hard it grabbed me like i felt the hand i felt the fingers and it pulled me so naturally my grandma got up again and then my mom had to tell her hey we played the ouija board so <laughs> yeah so there wasn't any sort of um you know things moving around or so um furniture kind of changing places it kind of went straight to that hair pulling it did so the hair pulling was first and then after that, my grandma's a very organized person, so she kept her house very clean. After that, uh, then my grandma sort of got onto my mom and my aunt and made him get rid of the Ouija board. Um, things kept happening. Um, things kept moving around. And like I said, my grandma's very organized, so she kept things at a certain place. And so they would, like, pop up in someone else's room where they shouldn't be or like spoons or stuff like that would be moved like to the bathroom and we were like well why is there spoons in the bathroom um but it got it got so bad um actually my grandma ended up calling a priest because my mom had an experience where like i said we used to live in a two-story apartment so my mom was going downstairs and she felt like something ran past her with a really awful smell mm. she just fainted she just fainted so uh, we heard the thump i remember i heard the thump of my mom and then i got up and then my grandma got up and so we were all like hey what happened and then she told us something ran past me really heavy footsteps and it smelled atrocious yeah. And so my grandma called the priest because um, she's very Catholic. So she called the priest. <laughs> and I remember because I was present for this, the priest was, he was throwing holy water everywhere in the apartment. When my grandma turned around and then she said, it's right there. She said that she saw a really, really tall black figure just like go past uh, one of her bedrooms. And like it was there for a split second, she said, and so like the the priest just kept throwing holy water at the apartment, and we used to have those uh, blinds from the sliding doors. Sure. Yeah. And and they just started moving like someone was running their hand through it. Ugh. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. like that at all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and yeah, that that was like. We that was it. Like my grandma was like, "Yeah, I don't know what you guys did or what you guys unleashed, but like, I don't like it." Um. So did the priest have any sort of inclination of what it was? I mean, if he's sprinkling holy water, that could yeah. be a lot of things, you know. Yeah. Haunting ghosts. Um. Demons. We all want to go to demons first, right? Right. right. <laughs> so actually, the priest—that's that's where he went. <laughs> He automatically, like, my grandma told the priest what happened. Like, hey, you know, my daughters play the Ouija board. I don't know what. And so the priest was like, you guys opened a portal, which I don't know a lot of, uh, about Ouija boards. I know that you have one, Max. I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's it's on my wall right now yeah. behind me. So. 
<laughs> I mean, I think because of that experience, I'm very like weirded out. But like, I couldn't have one. Like, but I know I have researched enough that like Ouija boards are, I guess, uh, subjected to everybody that has them. Yeah, I mean, it, we talk a lot about on the podcast this idea of of tulpas. Tulpas a mythological creature. Can't quite remember what culture kind of created this idea, but. If you give something a certain amount of energy or a certain amount of thought, that idea, that belief starts to become a reality. Yes. And so Ouija boards, to me, are just a board game that I can hang up on my wall and no big deal. But, you know, for your grandma and your mom who knew that, you know, this could potentially be an item to contact the other side, uh, that changes the game. Yes. <laughs> it, it can definitely be something quite powerful and, and oftentimes considered a door. So, please tell us more. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. after that, I actually, like, uh, my grandma decided that we were going to move to Kentucky because this was in California. So, they set up for everybody to move to Kentucky. And uh, my grandma uh, and my aunt uh, decided to go to Kentucky first to get a house. And then my mom, my stepdad, my brother, and I decided to stay in California for a little bit longer until they found a house. For that time that we were in that apartment, uh, my mom did keep getting terrorized by whatever was there. She said that uh, she kept feeling thumping under the under her bed. And I, because the bathroom was right there, and then sometimes, like, I got up to go to the bathroom a lot. After that, I would get up and go, but I would be so scared because I heard, I would hear really loud thumps, like footsteps, but it was something heavy. Like, I did not know. Like, I was scared. <laughs> and, and how old were you at this time? I was 10. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah wow. so it was, and I still remember them. I have told my husband, I uh, told my mom, like, they, those footsteps were so heavy. Like, I don't know what it was. But after that, we ended up actually going to Kentucky with my grandparents, and we lived in our own house, and they lived right next to us. And so after that, I actually, I, when I was talking to my mom about this, um, my grandparents used to own a restaurant in Kentucky, oh, cool. and I didn't know this, but my mom was telling me about it. It seems that whatever is actually um, after her <laughs> does like to terrorize her anywhere, because my mom used to work at this restaurant, and she recalls of a time that she was taking out the trash, and it was an alley behind the restaurant, and so it was around fall where all the crunchy leaves are on the ground so she said she was taking out the trash and then she heard the leaves crunch like someone was there and okay. so she was like looking around and there was nothing and then she said that she just heard like someone something was walking towards her but it sounded like it was dragging something with it like she didn't say like like um, a body or anything, but it sounded like it was dragging something. And then she started to see the leaves sort of move around really close to her. So she just booked it to the restaurant again. Well, so whatever, you know, what was going on, it seems to have kind of followed you guys into Kentucky. Exactly. So 
my mom was just like um like i don't know what was going on um and then i that was right around the time that my grandma showed me the exorcist (laughs) so (laughs) i remember i watched the exorcist i was terrified for that night um in the house that we had we had a little hallway that led led to our bathroom that was right by my room and uh it's first because my mom kept getting terrorized in that house things kept getting moved around our house portraits kept falling down even though they were like very well nailed to the wall but i heard like uh, the experience that i had i kept hearing footsteps from the bathroom in that little hallway so one time i got up and i opened the door because i heard him very clearly someone was walking around the hallway so uh, i opened the door and there was nothing there from there on i slept with the lamp because i cannot sleep (laughs) in the dark anymore and um from there on i will not open the door no matter like how close the footsteps were in my room and i don't know if after watching the exorcist um i don't know if it was the effects of the movie but like weeks after that uh, i felt like something was sitting on the end of my bed like i felt like the bed just sunk it was just sink down mm-hmm. and so i remember i one time it was so I mean, I I know for a fact that it was in my mind. Something sat at the end of my bed, and I just booked it to my mom's room. Sure. And so, oh yes, so go up, ahead. Up to this point, um, had you seen anything, or is it a lot of just these kind of auditory and visual sensations? A lot of it was auditory and visual, but I did see um one small, and it looked like a little boy. But I'm not sure that it was a little boy. And um, I would, I saw him first at that house because years later I would see him again. But um, the first time I saw him, it was there at that house, and it looked like a little boy. I can't, if if I'm trying to think about it, like I can't describe it any other way than just a small boy. Yeah, was it like? A shadow boy yes kinda, it was that vibe yes i did see the hair he had very short hair and kind of like overalls but i that's all i could make out because he ran very fast past like it, i was in the living room and the kitchen was right there and and i just saw him run really fast and it was like a mere second of this little boy and that's like the, the only time that i've seen anything other than like witnessing things moving around or visuals so you were 10 when you know this this bed thing kind of started when you felt that depression and that's very common for people who experience sleep paralysis yes Um, and and i'm not trying to like pick holes in your story at all but have you experienced oh my gosh (laughs) at all okay (laughs) okay yeah that that happened years later but i did and honestly because i was so conditioned to catholicism and everything was demons or ghosts that when i i experienced the sleep paralysis i thought i was getting uh attacked by a demon honestly (laughs) because what i saw was really scary (laughs) yeah and we can save that for a little later on just so we don't sidetrack the story but i also have had some sleep paralysis and it is horrifying nothing is quite as scary as exactly waking up and not being able to control yourself yes (laughs) 
so last question before I let you move on. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so you're 10, your grandma and your mom have all experienced this. You are starting to experiencing or experience it. Uh, what do they think is going on at this point? Did they, they say? So uh, they did. Uh, my grandma does think it's a demon for sure. Like there's no talking her out of that. My mom had these reoccurring dream, the same reoccurring dream throughout the whole time we were in that house. She mentioned seeing just a, a, a black room with a brown coffin in the middle. And the coffin was full of gold, is what she said. But then she said that when she approached the coffin in her dream, she heard kind of like hoofs, like walking close to her. But nothing ever happened. Like she had that same dream. And all that happened, she would get close to the coffin. She heard the hoofs, like a goat or something getting very close to her. But she never saw what it was that was behind her. So after that, she told my grandma, like, hey, I can't shake this dream. It's the same dream every night. And they called a priest, another priest, um, and the nuns from the Catholic church that we used to attend. So he went there one day, and he said that as soon as he walked in the house, there was a lot of bad, like, it made him feel, like, tight in the chest and scared when he walked in the house. So he said that it was a very evil, he never said the word demon, but he said evil, malignant uh, energy, is what he said. Yeah, because, you know, we, we just did an episode all about poltergeist, where I kind of broke down the differences between ghosts, poltergeists, and demons. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, if something tragic happens, or, you know, negative energy exists... Just because it's not a demon doesn't mean it can't be evil or malignant or powerful. Right. Uh, yeah. And especially if it's affecting more than one person, demons usually like to stick to one person. So. Right. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so after that, he started um, sprinkling the house again, but the, he was just pouring holy water everywhere. And <laughs> so one of our picture frames that was hanging there actually started and i kid you not it sounds like straight out of a, a movie okay so he started sprinkling holy water and then one of our picture frames uh just started swinging back and forth back and forth and we just i was just amazed to witness that honestly mm. and the priest was like well he started uh praying and he started saying you know by the name of jesus the lord you know leave this family alone get out go away don't come back so he was uh, very adamant to tell it to go away and actually after that uh no more weird things happened but my mom kept having that same dream over and over until one day she just she said she couldn't remember what she dreamt anymore interesting yeah. So, and the dream, correct me if I'm wrong here, she was dreaming about this coffin, a wooden coffin filled with gold? Yes. So, it, yeah, I don't, she said it was filled with gold to the brim. And it was, uh, and then every time she got close to the coffin, she heard um, the, the hoofs. It sounded like hoofs, like, like sure. a goat. Yeah. And of course, being, you know, 
they're they're Catholics. The devil and Catholicism is that yes. cloven hooved kind of creature. I don't know yes. if I believe that so much, but I know. <laughs> again, but again, it comes down to their understanding of what is going on, and if that right. is their frame of reference for the devil, why why shouldn't they hear that, right? Right, right. So that's what I yeah I totally understand that. Um, they're very hardcore Catholics, so of course, oh they they my mom still says that the upside down cross means the devil <laughs> and um of course i did a little research on that and i know that it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's some interesting history there we can dissect another day <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so after that um my mom and my stepdad sort of had a fallout my stepdad did have one experience in that house where he came home one day and uh, they got into it they got in an argument he went to sleep to the living room and he woke us all up because he punched the screen in our door that we had glass. So he punched the glass right through it because he claims and to this day, he claims that a big black wolf pulled him through. And so we never actually found out more than that. Like what he said he was asleep. He heard footsteps in the kitchen. He woke up and he saw a big black wolf. And then he punched the the door. <laughs> so mm. after that, we we never actually found anything else that, like to to attribute it to what happened. So this was after the priest came. Yes, this was after the priest came and he blessed the house and all that. This was like days after. Okay. But after that, my mom and I uh, we decided to leave. Um, she had a, her divorce with my stepdad, and we went and rented this little trailer in Kentucky. And I had a lot of experiences in that trailer, <laughs> more than my mom, if I could say. That's where I guess that's where my experiences started. However, I did find out uh, that my experiences, because one thing that I remember very vividly when we moved in that trailer. Mm -hmm. Nothing big happened all of a sudden, but like the next, like three months later, again, the things started to move around the trailer and we were like, okay, I didn't leave this here. I can't find my keys. And uh, my mom is also a believer of elves and the Fae. Oh, cool. I, I've never met someone who believes in the Fae. That's awesome. Yeah, we believe, yeah, we, <laughs> we believe on the elves and the, and the Fae. And, and to this day, I still have things in my house that sort of move around and then I'll, I'll find him again and i always say it's either the elves of the fae <laughs> so i'm gonna stop you right here just because we've never really tackled what the fae are on oh, the yes. podcast do you want to give our listeners just a little summary of what separates you know like ghosts and demons from the fae okay so from my my experience of what i have been led to believe uh because in mexico um the the fae are just little it's they are believed to live like in another realm but still on earth and they are to not be messed with that's like a big no you're they tell them not to uh, summon them but there is a lot of rituals in mexico of how to summon an elf or the fae to help you do something but our general belief is is just uh, little uh elf creatures that would come and help you and do stuff but they're also very mischievous and they can wreck your life if you wrong 
that's our belief. I don't know if, if you have a different belief of them. No, that that's a great summary. The fae, you know, of course we think of fairies, but it's also things like changelings and goblins yes, and, and all these other things. Um, and, and the primary difference for me is when it comes to demons versus fae, the fae can be mean and they can be mischievous, but they're not technically evil, right? They, right, yeah. They're kind of the pranksters, the jokers, right. yes. stuff like that. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's just a little side corner. We're going to have a whole episode about the Fae now. <laughs> that would actually be really awesome. <laughs> uh, so you're experiencing things again in this trailer. Yes. yes. So tell us more. Ooh. Yes. So one night I was, uh, because the trailer was kind of small, my mom stayed in the room. I stayed in the living room. I had this experience where I was sleeping. And my mom used to have a, little, a lot of little knickknacks. Most of them were glass knickknacks. And so I remember that I was watching TV and one of her little knickknacks just flew across, the, like across my face into the kitchen. And whether, like I said, whether people believe, like, I know that you talked about poltergeist in uh, your last episode and I was listening to that. So I don't know, like, how to, if, if it was a poltergeist or not, because I did find on, I found out later on that, uh, an old lady had died in that trailer. Oh wow! Yeah. So and and so after that happened, I woke up my mom. I ran to my mom. I just booked it. Like I saw that thing fly, and I ran. Um. And I woke up my mom. We went to the kitchen, and funny enough, her little knickknack, this glass and very fragile, did not break, even though it flew. It flew like three feet across. And so after that, my mom, she was pregnant with twins at the time, and. Mexico, we have this belief that pregnant women are very, um, they, they can see dead, the dead or they can see ghosts uh, more than normal people because I don't know if it's something to do with like spiritualism because they're pregnant, they're considered holy. Mm. But uh, my mom ended up seeing this lady, she said, they would just kind of like walk around our trailer. But since my mom has been so desensitized to all that stuff, she was really not scared. But yeah, that's like what happened to me one night. And then this other night that I remember very clearly, uh, my little sister was sleeping in the couch. And me and my husband, well, at the time, my boyfriend were watching TV. And she was dead asleep in the couch when she wakes up and just starts screaming, but didn't even open her eyes. Like, she got up, like, she sat up, actually, didn't open her eyes, just started screaming, and then just plopped back down on the couch. And as soon as she fell down on the couch, I heard the back door open, and that's the second time that I saw that little boy just book it to the, to the other room. And I, I, was, I saw him so clearly, and I told my husband, I was like, I'll never forget that, because he was there, and he saw it, too. And we just saw him, this little boy just book it to the other room on the other side of the trailer. And we were just stunned. Yeah, and up to this point, I, I feel like this the shadow creature, boy, whatever we want to yeah. call it, has been you know, following you guys. This is what, your third place you've lived in? Yes. And still hanging it's around? still hanging around, yes. <laughs> and I, I know your grandma and your mom kind of had that. Well, your mom had the dream of the cloven hooves and the coffin yeah. of gold, and that's all very kind of spooky. 
Um, but up to this point, I mean, a lot of the stuff that's been going on, it of course is terrifying. Anyone would pee their pants if <laughs> yeah. this happened to them. <laughs> but at any time, did you feel like something evil was after you? So, or was it more just kind of these supernatural experiences going on? When we were at that house um, in, in California, it definitely felt evil. Definitely felt scared. Like something just did not like like us there. The trailer, um, it was more of a, that just supernatural. Because once we moved out of that trailer, um, actually, we my mom ended up moving somewhere else, and I ended up uh, moving with my husband, and we came to Washington. Um, the old the lady that haunted that trailer, um, she was she stayed there. <laughs> she did not follow us. <laughs> We never saw her again after we moved in that trailer. And in that trailer, it was more of a, just a supernatural ghost entities. Nothing mm-hmm. like demonic um, in, that, in that trailer. Uh, however, my mom at the moment feels like something demonic is still following her. Yeah, because the story's not over yet, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she bought um she bought a house. Uh, she's still in Kentucky. Um, I mean, me and my husband moved to Washington, and um, she stayed over there, and she actually owns a tire shop, and so she runs that tire shop sometimes on her own, and she did tell me how she hears. To this day, she can't put her finger on it, but she hears like a wailing scream in at night. She says sometimes it wakes her up. Sometimes it's three thirty. Sometimes it's four in the morning. Sometimes it's two, but it wakes her up. And she, it's just a, a like a not a howl because she was asking me. She's like, I don't know if you have any idea. I was like, I probably don't have any idea what it is, but it's a wailing sound. And she can't tell, like, the, if it's feminine or, or male. It just sounds horrifying to her. And she also sees a tall, black, shadowy figure follows her around in the tire shop as well when she's alone. And she just doesn't know what what's actually following. Well, so this is now. Yeah, this is now. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's just, it's been crazy. (laughs) So after you moved out of that trailer, um, you got married, right? Yes, I got married. (laughs) So walk us through that. You know, you leave this trailer, this kind of mysterious thing going on there. When you left kind of your mother's side, quote unquote, did a lot of this stuff still follow you or did it kind of stop and end? So, well, that... Um, to, for me, is more of a, I see a lot of, and, and I know this is very, like, controversial, like, some people believe that it's, it's real, some people don't, but I see a lot of shadow people. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I'm awake, because after I moved out of the trailer and I moved in with my husband, that's when I had that parano- uh, the sleep paralysis, and at the time I was still very Catholic. Um, I only, uh, have only been practicing paganism for about three, four years now. So this happened like in 2010, and I was 20 at the time. And I just remember that the, the sleep paralysis was very scary. Um, I felt like I couldn't move my body. I woke up, and well, I didn't wake up. I felt like I woke up, and I saw this just 
face with like a lot of pointy teeth just laughing at me because I couldn't move. <laughs> yeah, and I just saw it so close to my face. And because I was still Catholic, I was just reciting prayer like the Holy Mary and all that and until I guess my body was able to move and whatever it was that was there um, went away. But I still, I do see shadow people. <laughs> I don't know what to call them. Like, I'll see it, like, from... Sometimes I'll see it, like, just looking straight on. Um, they sort of peek out from um, just corners of anywhere I live. And I I have told my husband, but I don't tell him everything. Because <laughs> I don't... I was like, I don't know. He's going to think I'm just crazy. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I see shadow people. And I have... So, th this has happened to me several times. And I don't know what to attribute it to maybe you know max but i have smelled smoke like like something's burning but nothing's burning and that has ha that has been with me for like five years now i want to say in every single place that i had lived on at one point i smell smoke hmm. and i don't know like where that's coming from like I, I don't know if it's even supernatural at all but uh, when I was telling my mom, of course, she's like, it's demons. <laughs> you know? Naturally. Right. She said it's something bad. She attributes it to something bad. She's like, I don't. Uh, apparently, like, because I know that she's seen the, the Exorcist of Emily Rose, where the priest talks about smelling smoke at around 3 a.m., I think he said, mm -hmm. even though that nothing is burning. And so, like, I have had that experience, but I just don't, it, nothing happens. I just smell smoke. I go all around the house, and there's never anything burning. Oh. So I don't know what to classify that as. Yeah, so a few things um, that we can kind of go into. Um, first, is, is that kind of the conclusion with your mom and your yes. grandma? Is there any... Any um, resolution? It sounds like she's just kind of living day to day now with this stuff. Yeah, so actually my aunt didn't get any more after moving from California. Nothing has happened to her. Wow. My grandma, she says that nothing has happened to her. since so mostly has stuck around with my mom. With my mom, and uh, I, I can't really say the same for me because I haven't really experienced demonic just like some, uh, like I said, the shadow people and that the Fae that I, I, I always call it the Fae because things do get moved around my house, but it's, it doesn't feel like evil. You know how you have that energy, that aura, and then you can sort of feel things? Um, so nothing has ever felt evil to me. Like my spoons go missing, my forks go missing, my glasses went missing one time. In somewhere where I knew I put them and they were literally there like two minutes after looking and I always say well it's the fae or the elves are messing with me mm -hmm. but yeah that's sort of the conclusion <laughs> gotcha so I want to know what Magda thinks is going on what like after talking to your mom your grandma and, and looking back on your life what do you think was happening through all of this honestly i do i do think it was the demon okay. some of the like I, I wish i could describe the feeling when these things were happening it was terrifying like when the the picture frame started swinging back and forth it felt a lot like it was mocking the priest because yeah. things continue to happen after that and 
I, it felt it felt really bad. Like I, I was scared out of my mind. Uh, you know, it didn't feel like, um, like when we lived in the trailer and it was just the ghost lady. <laughs> she she was there, but she didn't feel evil. You know. Yeah. So yeah, but when it was the the house in California, I was too scared to. As soon as you walk in that house, you just felt sad and like this overwhelming drench of um sadness and like your chest was tightening up i don't know how to describe it better than that <laughs> yeah so do you think it was the same kind of thing following you guys around from place to place yes i definitely do believe it was and it just keeps terrorizing my mom <laughs> and, and has she sought for additional help from any sort of priest or therapy or you know anything anything you know <laughs> no she hasn't she she's afraid people are gonna think she's crazy <laughs> so she has not sought out she said she has prayers and she'll hang like a million crosses in her house sure. but she does she does not want to go through to a priest or therapy because she just thinks that they're gonna put her in a crazy house oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i can give her some holy water i guess i'm not an ordained <laughs> priest but <Yeah. laughs> well thank you so much for sharing i think it is a wonderful story because it to me it's fascinating that it's been going on for so long and has been following you guys for so long yes <laughs> you just don't usually hear about that entities are usually tied to a place yeah and with that said it really kind of pushes me to think that this entity this spiritual presence or whatever it may be somehow is connected to your mom right um, if your grandma was seeing it if you were seeing it, you know, the, the common denominator through all of these apparition visits and, and whatnot was your mother, right? Yes, right, yeah. I don't know what she called on to when she played that Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, it could be any sort of thing, you know, maybe a ghost tied to the house in California that, you know, maybe missed its mom. Probably, um, right? And so it latched on to a motherly figure or, you know, it's... Beelzebub, and he's <laughs> latched on to your mom. <laughs> it could be all manner of things, but yeah. I think what is most important is while it is, you know, a heavy presence, a strong, scary, kind of spooky feeling that it doesn't feel evil, right? Right. I think when it comes down to it, demons, you feel that sense of dread and evil in yeah. your life. And your mom might say differently, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But nothing about the story to me is cause for any concern other than maybe your family's just very in tune with the other side. Well, yes, my grandma um, and my mom, and I don't know if it's a generation thing, but my grandma also had that thing where she could... Uh, she has some sort of connection, I guess she says, since she was little, with seeing entities and actually talking to entities. And so my mom has, she feels like everywhere she goes, there's something. And there's mm -hmm. something that attaches to her. And for me, it's more of a seeing, like I said, I, the shadow people. That's what I call them, because I don't know what else to call them. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, but um, it could be that, because... Uh, my grandma has said that it was uh, something that ran in our family. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. And I think you exploring kind of that paganism, the occult side, 
Yes. Um, those types of spiritual movements and spiritual practices really focus in on our ability to kind of sense what is out there. Right. Um, Christianity sometimes can get in the way of uh, that spiritual exploration. Yeah. <laughs> and really kind of seeing through the veil, so to speak. Right. And so if you do have this innate gift to kind of see these shadow people, um, you know, maybe your paganism is enhancing that and really allows you to, to see more. Yeah. And maybe your mom could benefit from that. I, I doubt it sounds like she would be interested in that, <laughs> but, um, you know, this little boy or the shadow figure, you know, maybe it is just a ghost trying to get a message through. And... I'm just too scared to do that. But oh, I no, yeah, I would be too. <laughs> I have heard of people that do that and, like, try to get them to move on or see what the message is. I, I seen the, what's that show, the Ghost Whisperer? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you ever seen it. I, I could yeah. not do what she does because I would just be too scared to do that. <laughs> yeah, I talk a big talk, but if I had to, like, encounter one of these things, nope, nope, I'm out. Right. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I'll give you a book to read or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, so, Magda, you, you said you were smelling smokes a little bit, right? Yeah, yes. Tell me more about that. We can kind of dive into that if you don't mind. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> yes, this it's it's a weird phenomenon. I'll call it that because honestly, I have looked the first time it happened. Um, it's always when I'm by myself, and my husband is never home to witness this. <laughs> <laughs> and so the first time it happened, I I got scared because I thought that I was burning something. It's very prominent that you can just smell that smoke. It just goes right up your nose. And mm -hmm. so I looked, uh, we, were, we actually lived in a small apartment. So there was not a whole bunch of stuff to look through to see what was burning. But I, I went through like, of course, people would go to the stove or the oven. Something's in there. And so the first time it happened, I was very confused and I told my husband, I was like, smell like something was burning, but I didn't find anything. So I just kind of like chucked it aside, didn't really give any mind to it. But then like it, it happened, it kept happening and it's still happening. We have moved from one apartment to another. Uh, we purchased a home and it happened several times in that house. And because it was two stories, I was running up and down trying to find the source. Uh, I had my two little kids with me. So I was like, if something's burning, I need to know. <laughs> yeah, but it's sure. never anything. Like, I just, I don't get it. And the alarms don't go off. So if it was something physically burning, my my smoke alarms would be going off. Because the smell was so protruding that you would think something is actually on fire in that house. But, um, and then we we sold our home and we currently live in a, in a small apartment. And... I smelled it for the first time about two weeks ago um, after we had planned the podcast. <laughs> I smelled it and I was like, I don't know what it is. And even I saw um, my room is right by stairs. They go downstairs and I was just watching a movie with my husband where I saw a tall shadowy figure just sort of poke his head. And my husband was right there, and then I just stared at it, and I sort of it startled me. And my husband's like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "Nothing. <laughs> I just don't want to say anything." He's gonna think because he's a believer that uh, if you bring attention to things like that, they'll become more stronger. But 
what a uh, general idea is like even with ghosts like if you pay them mind if you give them the time of the day they're gonna keep messing with you yeah absolutely that's very common to see yes. so he's a smart man <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah but i saw that thing and so i i didn't tell him and i seen a few other shadowy figures that but they just sort of peek their head in and then they leave and then the smoke smell kind of come and go like you'll smell it and then like two three minutes later it's gone it's just there's nothing there i just i don't know what that is honestly and what kind of a smoke is it like something burning or like wood burning floral mm. stuff burning no it's just like something like wood actually yeah if i could mm. put it yeah because it doesn't smell like i wouldn't say like oh it's this it's a disgusting smell like because my mom also did ask me she's like this is smell like flesh <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. i was like well i don't know what burning flesh smell like but it doesn't smell nasty like that um because she said uh, of course she had that experience where something ran past her and it had a, a, an awful smell and she said that smelled like rotten flesh to her so yeah she, i, I yeah. mean that is a super common kind of a smell when it comes to demons and, and the evil is that sulfur kind of yeah rotting meat <laughs> type of a vibe um, yeah. but if you're smelling kind of earthy woody yeah. smoke yeah. Uh, that's actually super benign uh, and in occult lore especially related to the fae it's a symbol of kind of sensing those entities around you in a certain way yeah um, kind of the smell of of their realm if we want to talk about it like that yeah <laughs> well magda it has been such a pleasure having you on um any other spooky moments you want to tell us before we kind of bring it to a close no, I don't have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else after all of that amazingness? Right, after, all, after all that, I don't have anything else. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, Magda, at the end of each of our episodes, I'm sure you know that we like to say how we're staying spooky. Yes, I uh, do know. I plan for this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing to stay spooky? I, like I said, I'm, I got into uh, Norse paganism. So I bought my first pair, my first tarot cards, my actual, my wonderful husband, who supports me doing this. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yes, he let me buy, so we bought a tarot card. So I've been practicing that, and I've been um, cleansing my aura and stuff like that. So for me, it's uh, a lot of the tarot and spiritual witchy stuff. And, and, and Halloween is coming, so. <laughs> yes. Do you have a, a favorite Norse deity yet? I do. So I know that everybody goes for Odin. Of course, <laughs> Odin uh, uh, on Wednesdays, right? Odin's day. <laughs> yes, Odin's um, day. I've been wanting to work with Loki. As okay. my, I, and, and not the Marvel one, because everybody goes crazy. <laughs> of course, I love Tom Hiddleston, too. But Loki... The, um, <laughs> you want to work with the real Loki. <laughs> right. He's a very interesting character. I looked up a lot of lore on him and a, a lot of... Um, a lot of the stuff that he does to help you i heard that he's like um very like he'll help you with it but it's very straightforward like you might not like the way that he does things but he'll get them done <laughs> yeah loki's fun he can be tricky of course yeah that's that's his his shtick um i i really love baldir the god of light and oh beauty. yes um but i'm also a huge fan of hell loki's yes. daughter uh queen of Nephilim. 
Yes. Uh, because I like my spooky spooks. So. <laughs> right. Freya, uh, too. I know that Freya, she's a lot of the uh, nature, and I like to talk to her when you're going through, like, tough times or something, or you need, like, a decision. I know Freya is very good for that, too. Yeah, and she's also uh, kind of the goddess of magic in Norse mythology as well, so yes. kind of pairs nicely with that. Yes. I have been staying spooky. I recently watched a movie called Separation. Uh, it recently came out. It's kind of the story about a couple going through divorce and a custody battle that ensues. Yes. Uh, and then that custody battle kind of leads to a very intense grieving period for everyone involved. Um, and the trailer is, makes this movie look absolutely terrifying. There's this yeah. kind of creepy mind marionette ghost. Oh, is uh, it the, the court contortionist? I think he's, it's just what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, okay, okay. I know uh, which movie you're talking about. <laughs> you know, and the trailer made it look so scary, but then you watch it and you're just like, no! <laughs> no, no paranormal anything. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was pretty bad as far as movies go, but really? I... You can't win them all, so. Right. <laughs> Sounds like when I watched The Relic. I don't know if you've seen The Relic. I it... have. I, I felt the same with The Relic. I, right. I don't quite get it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> all right, well, Magda, I want everyone to have one more opportunity of where they can find you. Um, so please just drop everything from your Twitter to your TikTok to whatever you want out there. So my TikTok mostly. No, <laughs> my TikTok is Jasbeth Martini. Um, I do have Instagram and it's uh, Jasbeth Martini as well. Um, but mostly my TikTok. That's all I have. <laughs> and I'm gonna have you spell your TikTok handle too for everyone. Yes, of course. Uh, y A Z as in zebra, B as in boy, E T H M A R T I N. Right, everyone go check her out. She has some amazing TikToks. While you're there, check out the Scream Kings TikTok. It is run by me. I do not do a very good job at it, but we're you there. Do a wonderful job. <laughs> so, thank you everyone so much. Thank you again, Magda. This was a blast. Oh, thank um, you for having me, Max. <laughs> stay spooky. Yes, everybody stay spooky. Need even more Scream Kings? Here's our obligatory shameless social media plug. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at ScreamKingsPod. You could also email us at ScreamKingsPodcast at gmail.com. Help us reach a wider audience of horror fans by leaving a review on iTunes or by sharing a link on social media. You could also support the show by going to Patreon.com forward slash ScreamKings. Stay spooky.